Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor and Wealth Coach for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. And for more information, please visit ellenbecker.com for more details. Today, we are going to dive into the world of coaching. And I know a lot of times there is this thought of what is coaching? Is it something I should have? You know, I hear executives need it, but what about business owners? What about myself? How do I do it? Is it just for personal growth? And so I'm happy to say that we have an expert with us today to help us navigate this and to also talk about some exciting new services that we are offering at Ellen Becker. So I want to introduce Maggie Mognan. She is a business thought leader, master business coach and growth strategist, and number one international best-selling business author. She's worked with Fortune 50 companies to solopreneurs. Maggie's commonly known for creating the number one best-selling book series, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Almost 20 years ago, Maggie founded Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., a coaching practice that guides and simplifies your business brilliance. Consistently, her clients create profitable and peace-filled businesses. From Harley Rider to Cheese Lover, she is definitely a Wisconsin native. Amazingly, Maggie continues to deliver high impact while still recovering from two recent and severe traumatic brain injuries. And she is exactly the expert we need today to talk about coaching. So welcome, Maggie. Oh, well, thank you. This is so exciting. And I'm really honored to be here to help you launch this awesome new division that you have in your organization. Well, I'm excited to have you here, too, because with the amount of expertise that you have, you'll be able to help us navigate the coaching world, what it is, why we would need it, but then also put in perspective what we're doing here at Ellen Becker as well. And so if you're ready, we'll just kind of jump in and start tapping into that beautiful brain of yours. (laughs) Thank you. And yes, let's do it. Let's see what we can make happen. Well, like I said, you've started about 20 years ago. And so you've been doing coaching since just after the century began. (laughs) What did you create? And really, why did you create it? Oh, okay. What I created is Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., which is a coaching firm. And it's all about guiding and simplifying your, as in my clients, your business brilliance. Even though my role is as a master business coach and a growth strategist, I'm a business and leadership transformation expert. So today, 
almost 20 years later, I'm called a business thought leader for the small business sector. But when I started my business about 20 years ago, everything really looked quite different, Anne. (laughs) Really different 20 years ago. Heck, we didn't even have social media yet. And uh, the internet, even though it wasn't pretty new, it still wasn't common, nothing like what it is today. And that was a time when people actually looked forward to going into their inboxes and seeing what might be there. And uh, if you had an online website, that was a really big thing. It was like a ooh, ah. So things have changed considerably. And I, you know, it was one of those things that um, a long time ago, when I resigned my corporate position, I remember that the president of the organization saying, what are you going to do next? And I remember exactly where I was standing and where he was standing. When I confidently answered, da, 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 I'm going to give small businesses the exact same competitive advantage that the big boys get, but at a fraction of the cost. And he looked at me and he laughed and he said, if anybody can do it, you can. And, and here said, you are. <laughs> and he's right. And, and it's taken a lot of work. So, you know, today a lot of people are talking because now we're on um, one cycle of a pandemic, right? And we're moving into a second cycle of that. And people are saying the word pivot a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. Do you hear that everywhere? Oh, yeah. And and I actually use it myself quite a bit because it's a great word, but I'm hearing it more and more out there. Right. And, and it's funny because my first pivot was in 2008. And that's when the market took its plunge. And a lot has happened since then. And I was talking about pivots back then and the power of pivots. And pivots provide us an opportunity to do refinement. And I think with the work that you do, you help people pivot their wealth and financial realm so they can refine what it is they seek, right? Exactly. So a lot's happened since then. We've had many pivots, but today, because you want to know what I created, today I work with seriously committed growth-focused small business owners to simplify their strategies and then align their actions so they can have both a profitable and a peace-filled business. And for those who want to play really big, I help them build their business so they can own their marketplace. And that's a lot of fun. Oh, (laughs) you know, I like having fun. So, you know, one of the things people say is, well, how can you do that? Well, over the decades, I've developed my own framework and I have the four performance pillars for small business success now. And you know what that is because we introduce it at the beginning of each one of the volumes in Uh, the Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner business book series, which is a number one and an international number one for some of the volumes. You know this firsthand because you've been involved with that. You created a really great journey of a character that often relates to your type of clients, right? Yeah. So when I created this, I really wanted to make it somebody who people could relate to, but you know, especially with this conversation, one of the important parts in there was this person's going on a journey and she has a guide who is helping her along this journey. We might call it a coach, but really it's somebody who's been there, done that, 
has the wisdom to know what are some of the potholes you might be experiencing? What equipment do you need? And they guide you along the path, but it's really your path to take. And so I think this ties in really nicely with some of the coaching conversation that we're going to have in this radio show. Exactly. So here we are. We're doing all this awesomeness. We're making impact. And you and I are actually making impact in a similar way, but we have a different focus, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I love that because there is no one answer. Right, right. And our purpose and our, you know, and this might be talking to your why is, you know, we're helping each person draw that out. So we know what you did. So why did you end up doing this? Oh, well, the, the simple answer, life is too short to be banging your head up against a wall all day long. But let me, let me pull it back a little more because there's four simple points. Personally, I spent too much time learning how to do small business. Business ownership is its own expertise. Today, I'd be called a bootstrapper because I figured it all out on my own. Back then, there was no support, especially for women who were doing startups. Mm. And I I talk about that in, I think it's volume two or three in in the book series. Uh, The second point is business in this century becomes less forgiving as each year passes. So as a result, business owners must figure out how to master business ownership much more swiftly than they did even 10 years ago. Yep. And even through the pandemic, we were able to slow down. But I think that helped, that really put into the forefront how fast things can change and how you need to kind of be on top of things, especially when it comes to your business or your own personal life. Right. And you're tapping into one of the quotes that I'm known for, which is slow down to accelerate. So thanks for setting that one up for me. That's something that is still really important. Um, People understand that they need to attain success swiftly now. So they just get busy doing busyness instead Mm -hmm. of slowing down, thinking about what it is that is going to serve them best and their business performance best and then focus on doing that. And then they can do it much more swiftly. So now for number three, over the decades of doing this, I've seen far too many good people with great ideas have to close their business because they're a great expert at their expertise, but not so much at small business ownership. And and my statement is, and please remember, that success in a corporate world doesn't equal success in small business. They are two very different approaches. And then the last point, and this is probably the most significant that continues to drive me into that thought leadership realm, is everybody deserves to have years shaved off of their learning curve. I don't want people to have to go through the experience I went through. However, it's very important that when they are out looking for guides, that they choose them wisely because that will determine how brilliant their achievement is or isn't. That's a great point because like noted before, like we now have the internet and everything's at our fingertip and there's almost an overload of information. And so we have all of this information out there, but a really limited amount of time to be able to get through it and to 
be able to really take control of it so that we can have a business that flourishes. And so that's part of, of being the coach is saying, listen, I've already distilled all of this information for you. Let me show you how this information will help you and what you need to focus on. And so I think that's a good kind of segue for our next segment of, you know, who really needs a business coach or a life coach, or in our case, a wealth coach, why is having a coach important and what can they bring to the table? So with that, we'll take a really quick break and we'll come back to continue the conversation. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host and Mank, Wealth Advisor, Wealth Coach with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And I have with me today a coaching and business strategist expert, Maggie Magnan, and she is helping us get a good understanding of what coaching really is, um, really help us with figuring out how to navigate this landscape. And with her many years, I won't say many, many, but many years of expertise, she can really help us figure out if this is something for us. So ultimately, Maggie, what is coaching? How would you define it? Oh, okay. Well, let's start with coach. A coach is a person who can help their client understand what they seek and then helps them the client, determine which way they prefer to achieve their goal. Now, that sounds a little interesting at first, but really, if you think of a coach as someone who is trained in inquiry, you're on the right track. Now, I also want to say there's a caution with that statement, because all coaches are not created equally. (laughs) There's different types of coaches out there. And um, even with me early on in the industry doing coaching, because it's still a very rogue industry, I didn't realize that there was this whole group of coaches that are trained as facilitators. Somebody trains them in a process and they are true facilitators, which the term facilitator literally means to help someone ease the process of a said goal. So these facilitators are trained how to move people through steps in a process, but they may not be true coaches, even though they're certified as a coach. So that might be something very specific to ask when you're with coaches, because there's many facilitators out there that are now coaches. And so by facilitator, do you mean that they have a script that they follow, they have you follow through as you are working through something? How would somebody be able to say, wait, this person's a facilitator versus wait, this person is really a true coach? Ask what their, what their training is, where they learned how to do what they now do mm-hmm. and ask if they have, you know, a process that is sequenced from another organization or another coach. That will be a really good clue because I've done what I've done and I just shared in our first segment how um, I developed everything myself because it wasn't out there then. I have that proprietary process. I move people through a particular system, but it's because of my tenure and how I've developed it. I specialize in transformation, so my process sets up transformation. Other facilitators who are called coaches will do that too, but they don't know how to deviate from what they've been trained in. 
They don't know how to do the inquiry. They don't know how to um, maybe do the skills and the other componentry of what the topic is. So it's, it's just understand who you're asking to be your guide. Yep. And you also brought up another good point of understand their qualifications as well. Yes. Like, is it somebody who, because I've seen this in the industry too, just a little bit, is it somebody, let's say I needed to work on being a little bit more outgoing. Well, I might coach people to be outgoing because I really have the second benefit of teaching myself how to be outgoing. Make sure you're certified and it's somebody who's been there, done that, not somebody who's also trying to get there as well. Exactly. Tenure makes a difference. It does. So when um, people are looking for a coach, what are some of the things where they're like, you know what, this is the point that I need a coach, or, you know, maybe I should look into getting some help at this point from a coach. What are those factors? I know when I'm, you know, working with clients on financial planning, you know, anytime you have a big life event, we're like, okay, that's where you might need to look at your plan again. But when and why do people need to have a coach? Okay, well, there's different reasons depending upon what type of coaching we're speaking of. And we'll unpack that in just a second or two. But really the the simple statement, and we're, we're oversimplifying here, mm-hmm. okay, is they need help to achieve something that they don't know how to do or they need accountability to do it. Mm. Okay, so we all need help on different things throughout our lives. For some people, it's what they're going to focus on in their life. One of the most common things, and we've known this for decades, is people need a personal trainer. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, that's the physical side. Okay, so we can relate to that. Well, then let's go a little bit further. If you take care of your physical, what are you doing for your mental or your emotional health? Well, some people might go to a therapist. Okay, and and therapy and coaching are different. And there are people that coach in the mental and emotional area, and they're not therapists. And then here's where it gets really crazy. Some therapists are also coaches. To your point, let's let's unpack the therapy thing just for a moment. Psychologists, okay. okay? Um, They're like coaches and like mentoring, and that's a yes and a no. I think we've described coaching simplistically, but there's other guidance roles. And a psychologist is somebody who evaluates, diagnoses, treats, and studies behavior and mental processes. Most of us are aware of like therapeutic conversations that people have with their psychologists. Um, However, there's other types of psychologists as well. Now, That being said, there are some coaches that specialize in these things too. And it's really important for the person who's seeking a guide, regardless of what the title is, to understand what their training is and their expertise, and even ask for referrals. So you can reach out to a few people and understand what's going on in that journey that may be appealing to you or not, because it's your job to make sure that you achieve what you achieve. So choosing wisely is essential. But let's let's go back to, you know, why do people need coaches? Life coaches. We just talked a little bit about that. There's there's a variety of ways. There's there's health and nutrition coaches. It, it's endless, mm-hmm. and and I say that respectfully because 
most of those coaches have very specific training and can deliver results all day long. But for other people, it's business. And there's, there's a myriad of different types of expertise within business. But remember that for most people, it really comes down to they either want to learn how to do something to release an old habit or to gain new skills. So they're looking for that word we were talking about a little earlier, pivot, even though they might not think of it that way. They're thinking change. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, oh, I need to change something. That's the time where you need to engage a really good guide. And then I'll share. This is like my favorite one. Some people don't understand the need for a coach or assistance. And I, I have to share my husband, who I'm madly in love with for almost 40 years now. He is a Marine. OK, now he's definitely a veteran at this point. But when I started coaching up until, well, the first 15 years, he would say, I just don't understand why people need a coach. I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And he had a really hard time. And he's like, I I get what you're helping people do. I understand the success that they're achieving, but I don't get why they need you in the first place. Isn't that fascinating? It is, but I can see his points. Like there are some individuals out there and and in our industry, we think of them as do-it-yourselfers. But I can see how somebody could think that, like, why would you need somebody to tell you to do something? Well, do it, do it yourselfers actually slow down their learning curve. Mm -hmm. So they have lost opportunity, right? But what's funny with him is he didn't realize that he had an exceptional coaching experience very early in his life. Marine Corps boot camp, Mm -hmm. Marine Corps life. He didn't see that as he was being coached, guided, whatever you choose to say, mentored, trained. He was indoctrinated into a new way of being and doing. So we all need guidance. Choose your guys widely. But I want to share with you that one of the things is important to remember is listen to who you're vetting to guide you because they're going to give you clues and ask as many questions as you want. And if they don't want to sit with you and go through your questions and your concerns, then they're not the right person for you. Yep. And that's a good point. And I also tell people that when you're having those initial discussions, figure out what, and I'll just use the word agreements, lay down the ground rules at first. How do you coach? What do you expect of me? What can I expect of you? And I think if we do that at the beginning, and this is just a great, you know, matter what it is, any relationship, any meeting, but if you lay down those ground rules, a good coach would appreciate that saying, okay, great. We are sending these boundaries. We know what they are. And then that also gives you the opportunity to have you know, people being authentic because they know where they're starting from and they can be open and honest because it's all there. The rules are there and they can move on from there. So, right. And and to your point, it's ask the questions about the what and their approach, not what they call themselves. Right. Because the perception of what is a mentor, what is an advisor, what is a coach, what is a facilitator, we we just unpack some of that. Um, It's all different. So make sure that they have the flexibility to guide you the way you want to be guided. Exactly. And so when you're working with clients, I can imagine that 
you have to be there. You have to be focused. <laughs> you have to be paying attention to the little things when you're guiding these small business owners. How have you been able to do that? Oh, okay. So all of those roles, you know, I, I, I just keep popping hats on and off. Remember, transformation expert. Okay, so I know how to do this. I've been trained, coached, taught all these different realms over the years. So I spend a lot of time focusing on there's a science and the art of business and people. So if you think about that, even while you're vetting others, there's science and there's art. The science is, you know, there's a sequence to success and the art is the approach and the person and the and how they take care of you. So with having a, a multitude of those to pull back upon, I really can help my clients learn how to build or co-create what they choose to seek and because that we can attain some really great results. And you know this because you pull in from different roles as well as, as a guide. Absolutely. And I think what we'll do is take a short break and then we'll get to, you know, specifically how we might be able to use all the different areas that I've picked up over the years, and we've been packaging it into this wealth coaching division. So we'll talk about that when we come right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank, and I am here with coaching and business strategist expert, Maggie Mognan. And in the last segment, we were talking about why a coach, what is a coach, how to vet people that you want to have as your coach. And we ended off kind of talking about or alluding to this wealth coaching. And Maggie, you had a question. Okay, let's go there. Let's talk about wealth coaching because, uh, boy, everything we do, we do to live better, correct? Mm -hmm. So if, if we are focusing on living a vibrant life, having all this potential available to us, um, whether we're talking from the life stance or from a professional stance, it seems that wealth coaching becomes more predominant and it's a new area that's expanding. So can you, Anne, being the expert that you are, can you help us understand what this wealth coaching thing is and how it is different from wealth advising, or even wealth planning, because I know those all run close. So let's, let's unpack this for our listeners. Yeah, and I'm really excited to be able to kind of expand our services at Ellen Becker. So when we're talking about wealth coaching, because it is a fairly new part of our field, it really is things that are specific to that individual. So the first thing we do is personal education. It is not taught to many people. It's not necessarily a class that's in high school. Like nobody sits down really and helps you balance your checkbook, understand what credit cards are, understand your credit score, what's investing. I know a lot of my education when I first started at work was looking at the HR person across from me and going, well, how much should I put into my 401k? There's nobody to walk you through this or to give you these life skills. And so wealth coaching is really trying to figure out where you're starting from and then providing you individualized education. So at least you have that foundation. What I really want to do is make sure that people start developing that gut 
so that they know, yes, this makes sense or no, this doesn't. Maybe I should ask another question because something seems off. And a lot of times we just don't have that gut unless you've been in, you know, going to school for finance or accounting. It's hard to develop that because it's, well, I guess I'm using a credit card. I guess I'll pay it off. Well, maybe I won't. What's, you know, how much will that really hurt us? Like if you don't understand how money works, you're not going to make the best decisions for you. And so in wealth coaching, we really, we really give you that, that gut, that education that everyone is kind of looking for, but don't really doesn't know where to start. And so then the other part of this is because it's so individualized, we ask, where did the money stories come from? Mm. Like, I don't know if you, if you can think back to your families, but somebody taught you these money stories. Yes, they did. And they're not all favorable. <laughs> no. And the thing to realize is, is they were doing the best they could with the information they had at that time. Right. So it's never a point of you're going back and saying, you know, mom, how could you do this to me? Mom was doing the best she could at that point. She might not have had the education or they might not have had experience or exposure. And, um, you know, I remember growing up kind of stuffing the pennies in those rolls of yes. back in the day before there was counters for money, <laughs> collect the coins, you put it in there, we'd bring it to the bank, get some money, and then we would go to McDonald's. That was my understanding of savings was any loose change went into a can and then you eventually got to go to McDonald's. Yes. Common. So we all have these stories. Some of them have served me very well to get me to where I am today. But what you do as a coach is you start helping the individual see the ones that are holding them back. And you help them work through some of those blind zones or those stories that are no longer serving them. But if you really want to take it to the next level or be successful or really have a wealthy life, you need to start working through some of those stories. And that's what the coaching allows you to do. It's not just necessarily talking about the dollars and cents. It's helping the person see themselves, see their stories, but then also help them have a better relationship when it comes to money as well. Okay, so there's an enormous amount of our mindset. So the first thing is in our culture, our society, we have... Uh, a very crude understanding of wealth mm -hmm. and it's you know our bank statements our well, back in the day checkbooks you know understanding what you you have amassed or not and then how you move money around well you're saying there's so much more than that and it's really important for us to understand that then then it's like okay now we need to have the individual stories right? Mm -hmm. And how that's helped shape us to how we are in relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Because we all have different ways of being with money. I mean, look at even uh, couples. Mm -hmm. You know, one might be a saver, one might be a spender, one might spend and make an investment once and go high end on things. And others might say, no, let's do it economically and, and continue to purchase. So there's, there's all these things that come together. But what do you do when you're coaching? Do you have accountability set up for your clients? Well, and that's the, I think the best part of coaching um, and what makes a little bit different from 
what I do from a financial planning perspective. We help build accountability up because I think a true coaching, like if we're going through coaching, it is understanding what the client wants to change or, or to expand in themselves, help them develop a plan that fits them. Like my job is not to tell them what to do. My job is to pull the plan out of them. And then it is to be their cheerleader. It is to be the one that wants to see them succeed more than they want themselves to succeed. And it's to have that accountability along the way, knowing that, oh, I have a meeting with Anne next month. I better start doing some of these things that I said I would do. So it also helps them with from an integrity perspective, because we're sitting in a session saying, yes, this is what you know, you're telling me this is what you want. Here's the plan you're going to put in place. Now I'm going to help you be the best person that you can be and hold you accountable to that as well. So it's, it's fun to watch people kind of follow their dreams and hold themselves accountable after a while. And they don't even need me. That's, you know, at some point you don't need your coach. If it's a good coach, you won't need them all the time. Yes, I, I agree with that completely. Okay. So now you've talked about coaching. And this is your approach, and it's comprehensive. Yes. How does that differ from wealth planning? So when I'm planning with a client, we still look at their finances um, holistically, but it's very tactical. Do you have an estate plan? What does your life insurance look like? How much have you saved? What do you want to spend? And so our plan is putting together the dollars and cents, but there's no accountability. Like there's no, we do educate, but it has to be just kind of whatever we're talking about at that point. So a lot of times when I'm doing planning, it is very much, here's what I'm seeing and here's what we need to change. I'm driving the conversation in financial planning. I'm listening to their dreams, but saying, you know, in order to do that, you need to save X amount more and maybe we should put some money into your Roth and you're being too conservative or aggressive with your money. So a lot of it is me driven based on what I see from the numbers. Coaching is really driven by the individual and it is me helping them bring themselves out so that they come up with a plan. And a lot of times it's, I'm getting them ready to see an advisor. I'm giving them the base they need to be comfortable to see an advisor. So now they can start tackling the physical money because they've worked through some of the stories or the relationship with money. And now we have some real goals to go after. Okay. So coaching is goal focused, you know, the dream, the vision, what do they really, really want? Right. Mm -hmm. And then planning is more tactical, checking boxes. It's a preparation process to to make sure everything is where it needs to be. Is that a good way to look at it? That is, that is. And a lot of times the questions um, that might come up that might help differentiate, if you're saying, I don't know if I'm taking enough risk or I don't know if I'm having, if I have enough money to retire, that's financial planning. If you're saying, I've tried so many times to get out of debt and I just can't do it. Or if you're saying, I'm afraid to talk to someone about money, that's wealth coaching. Ah, so that's kind of a, a different way of kind of explaining why you would want to see one person or the other. And it might morph, but at least that gives you a good idea of where to start. Well, I understand now why um, Ellen Becker has decided to bring in wealth coaching. Yeah, because it. it's, it's, we help 
clients, and we can definitely talk about this in the next segment, it's we could help individuals up to a certain point, but we could see a need that was out there. And that's why we brought this division on. So why don't we take a really quick break? Because there's so much I want to talk about on that as well. And we'll talk more about the new division. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank, and I have Maggie Magnan here with us, who is a coaching expert and has just been sharing a lot of wisdom with us on coaching. I will just let you keep going. Okay, sounds like a plan. And Ellen Becker Investment Group has a new wealth coaching division, like we just spoke of. Why is it important to add this as a service to the organization's clients? Well, the reason we decided to add this is as I'm working with clients, so I'm sitting there and and we're talking about their money and we're putting a financial plan in place. I had some clients that would just rock it. Like they would come back the next year and say, like, I did this, we did this. They would have it all organized. But then I had this group of clients who we would talk about the same thing every year, Mm -hmm. or they would feel anxious of actually moving through and following the plan because they were afraid of what might happen. Or I had friends who, you know, they said, I know you know what you're talking about, but it's just too scary. Like I had one friend who's like, I would rather go to the doctor and have an exam than come and sit there and talk to you because it just feels so intimidating. Oh, And so what we did was we saw this need that the industry is not, there's nowhere to go. Where would you go right now for financial education? Where would you go right now if you know that you have this block on money because you feel that you don't deserve to have money and that's holding you back? And so this new wealth division is really to help individuals in that arena, either to provide them the education, to help them have a better relationship with money or move them into the financial planning, which I think is important for everyone, especially since pensions have gone away. Who knows what's going to happen to social security? We need to take control of our own finances. And if we're not confident to do that, we're never going to sit in front of an advisor, even though, you know, I'm never going to hurt or yell at anyone. But, you know, if you're not ready to sit down with me, you're never going to get this plan going. And then I don't know what your financial future is going to look like, and you won't have the confidence. So that's why we put this division together was to really help bridge that gap between somebody sitting in their living room wanting to do something and those that are actually seeing us in the office. I love that. Taking the scary out of all this. That that makes exactly. a lot of sense. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so what services does your division offer? So we're going to offer um, at first just a couple of services, but we're hoping to expand it. But at first, what we have are one-on-one sessions. And so this can be either we have one thing we need to work through and we're going to, you know, sit and take one session to do it, or we're going to have one-on-one where it's over a time period because maybe somebody needs that accountability. And so it'll just be, you know, come in once a month, every two weeks, whatever works for that person. And we're going to get them through the education, through the mindset and have a better relationship. But we also know that there's a whole generation that goes to YouTube or does self-improvement. And so we are going to have online courses to hopefully better serve those individuals who might think they might not have enough money or who are just starting out. 
these online courses will give them the basic education that they're looking for um, in a way that they're used to. When I think of 20 some 30 year olds, they go to YouTube for everything. Like we have somebody in the office and if she has a problem, she YouTubes it. And it's like, so it's for those that will, you would get the education out there for them to be able to use. And then we're going to have workshops as well. So if you like online or if you like workshops, but they're really going to be specific about the, I mean, I can't say it enough how much we're going to put education out there first and foremost, because we think it's so important at Ellen Becker. Beautiful. Well, this is such an exciting time as we're taping this episode the division launch is just a couple of weeks away. Are you doing anything to celebrate the launch? Oh, we sure are. And I'm so excited about this. So we're going to have a wealth inspired life virtual summit. And so when we talk wealth, it really is not just the money. I mean, there's other areas that we consider to be a wealthy life. And so we'll have five amazing speakers. These are just people who have dedicated their life to these areas. And they'll be a relationship gurus, personal growth, health, career, and of course, we'll have a session on money, but it's completely free, and we're going to be doing it on August 26th from 11 to 2 p.m. If you want to register for it, you can go to our website at ellenbecker.com, but it's going to be a virtual event where you are going to learn how to up-level your life so that you can really attain the wealth-inspired life that you're looking for. Okay, and how can people register for that? So they can go online. Once they go online at our website, ellenbecker.com, there will be an event section. You can go on there, and then we will send you the link for that Zoom. Excellent. Oh, Maggie, this has been so much fun. I really want to thank you for being here and helping us launch this division, but then also talk about the importance of coaching. Um, I think it is something that people need to know more about because like you said, you can, I mean, I grew up in athletics and on teams and I'm just used to a coach who helps you, you know, you're not doing that right, or maybe do that a little better. And so we can do that and extend that to other areas of our lives. So I appreciate you being here. Oh, honored to be here and help create a new beginning. Thank you. And if our listeners would like some more information on your business or to inquire how you might be able to help them, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Oh, very simple. Brilliant breakthroughs. That's within us, plural. Brilliantbreakthroughs.com. That's my world. Well, perfect. Well, thank you for being here. And for all our listeners, Just want to remind you that Money Sense Air is on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from noon to 1 p.m. If you like today's show and want to know more, please visit us at ellenbecker.com or call us at 262-691-3200. As always, I hope that I have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, We always listen.